The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with L.A. Wharton. We've been talking about the USS Missouri BB-63, and we're coming up on the 75th anniversary of it being launched from the Brooklyn shipyard. And And I am learning so much. I just want you to, I tell you that every week, but it's always amazing the amount of knowledge you come to us with and just continuing to help us understand the history of our country. Thank you again for that. Well, you're welcome. And I had a great opportunity to uh, meet Petty Officer Third Class Machinist Mate John Atkins. And I want to thank Steve Dotson, who's the post commander of American Legion Post 111 in Shrewsbury. He introduced me to John. They are good friends, and I know that they're listening right now to this broadcast. And John was a great interview. He had tremendous amount of information, a great story, and he was on the Missouri from the time it left Brooklyn Shipyard through the Panama Canal to Pearl Harbor, where they were bombarding Iwo Jima, then down to the surrender of the Japanese and then back up to New York. So he was on the ship that entire time. He was, uh, for those of you that don't know what a machinist mate is, that's working in the engine room. So hot, close to the danger, right? I would think. Beneath the water. Beneath the water. So he didn't see sunlight for a long time. No. Amazing. So we're going to hear John Atkins, Petty Officer Third Class Machinist Mate, and again, thanks to Steve Dotson for arranging this interview. We're with John Atkins, who was a member of the USS Missouri BB-63 crew when the Japanese surrender was signed. We're going to talk to him about how he got on the Missouri and where he's from and a lot of the stories that he can relate to us about uh, his time on the USS Missouri. I was uh, drafted in, you know, and uh, when I first went in, I was on a destroyer. Then I got off a mitt and got on to the the old battleship New York in Chesapeake Bay, and uh, I got off of it. They give me uh, new construction, and that's how I become on on the Missouri. You know, that was in well, in '44. You know, that was about uh, the Missouri was commissioned for the first time was in June of '44. And we never got into the war zone in there until 45. Now, when did you actually get on the ship? Were you part of the crew from uh, Brooklyn when it came down through the uh, Panama Canal? or? Oh, yes, yeah. I uh, I was part of the canoe, uh, uh, you know, on the Missouri. We went through the canal and come out into the Pacific, you know. And uh, we wound up about Christmas time in Pearl Harbor. And then uh, we went from there, went into the war zone. Uh, Going through the Panama Canal must be pretty interesting. Well, you know, when when they left on the the Missouri side, those fenders they have, you know, there for the, on the side, when they went up in the canal, raised it, them fenders were smoking. Well, it was, the beam there, you know, was only 
108 feet wide. That's how wide the Missouri is. And then with the heat, it made it swell more. Mm. And that I think the canal is only 110 feet wide. So I'd only give a couple of feet extra to get up through there. That, that, and, mu that and, must have been interesting to, to experience that. Yeah. Then it went into the, uh, into the bay there, and then we dropped back down into Panama and uh, was there overnight and then went into the Pacific. Were you in New York and Brooklyn when the christening happened? No, no. So you no. were you were stationed on the ship after that because they had that, kind of a skeleton yeah, was, crew, didn't they? It, it was almost done when I got onto it. When I first got onto it, it wasn't painted yet. It was still in the, the inner part of it was still yellow. And uh, we used to, I had to go over there, what we'd done, we'd go and light the boilers off, and they were setting the, the pop-off valves, you know, for the, for the steam. The first time I ever went in there, I lost my way out. <laughs> <laughs> then the guy told me to go by the beams, you know, the number of the beams. That way, well, then I could find my way in and out of it. Interesting, because that ship is almost uh, 900 feet long. Well, it's 878 feet, three inches long. Not, not that you're getting specific on this. <laughs> <laughs> and 108 feet wide, and at the at and, the. Beam. And then uh, from the uh, keel to the top of the mask is 209 feet. Wow. Three inches. <laughs> I don't know where they come in with this three inches, but it was all... Maybe they had a little leftover steel or something. Yes. Sir. <laughs> yeah. So what was your specialty? Were you a machinist mate or... I, I was a machinist mate. Okay. I was a fireman first. Okay. And then, you, you know, we had to graduate up from that. Mm -hmm. And then I got to be a third class machinist mate. Petty officer, third class machinist mm -hmm. mate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get through the Panama Canal and you're on your way to uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And is that when uh, the Missouri took on more crew at that time? Because how many... No, they didn't take on more crew. What we done in Pearl Harbor, we took all the Christmas mail uh, out to the fleet. Gotcha. They loaded that all on. So how many crew on the, on the Missouri? Uh, about 2,400. Wow. And then 165 officers. How many crew did it take to run all the screws and, and get the boilers going and everything down in the engine room? Well, let's see, I, I had a watch on there uh, on the, in the uh, pump room, and I had four guys under me down there. And then uh, in the front before the boilers, there was, there was I think, three up there, for, or four it was. And then, uh, you know, they, they heat the... Uh, steam up to 600 pounds. Then they run it through another boiler and raise the heat to $850. Hmm. So that made it dry steam. Top speed, 33 knots? 33 knots is as fast as it could go. That's pretty, that's cooking. Yeah. That's cooking on the water. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a ship that big. You know how many horsepower that takes? 2012 horsepower. That's what they could, you know, accumulate. So were you kind of uh, intimidated by the size of the ship and oh, yes. by the guns, you know, the 16-inch yeah. guns? And 
Yes, that thing weighed 45,000 tons, empty, loaded. It was 58,000 tons. Wow. You often wonder how much, how could all that weight float out there? So, and were you kind of surprised that it was floating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we were to walk up to, uh, if we were in dry dock and we were to walk up to the propeller, how tall is one of the propellers? Because they had four props on there, I think. Well, they had they had four propellers. They had two was five inch, I mean five uh, bladed, and then two was four. Hmm. Two was for speed, and two was for power. Okay. Thirty-four knots was about the best I could get out of it. You know. Are those things like what ten feet tall or eight feet tall or? Oh, they were somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know if it's told it or not. 17 and 18 feet, the propellers. So you're on the Missouri. You're in um, Pearl Harbor. It's Christmas, 1944. Mm -hmm. And you're headed out. And what's the first action that you see? The first, in, uh, in Pearl, we had to go out and be classified. Okay. What does that consist of? Well where they could shoot the guns and how they could shoot them, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know. That was about it for that. Making sure everything was working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we first got over there and we went out and got into the fleet, I, we just, you know, we, we started doing bombardments, which is what we did, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Iwo Jima and Mog Mog and... A lot of them were their islands out there. Did the sound of the guns shock you when you first heard them go off? No, they were taking oh, the whole ship, you know. Any dust or stuff up in there to come down. <laughs> you, you knew things were happening then? Yeah. <laughs> were they ever shooting like all nine off at the same time? No. Okay. If they did, they shoved the ship sideways. You know, take one, shoot this one, then this one. Alternate, okay. Yeah, alternate them back and forth. Okay. So how, how far after you guys were at uh, Iwo Jima did the kamikaze pilot come in and hit the ship? I don't remember that, too. I know that it hit it, but I was on, uh, on watch when they had was in general quarters. So that kamikaze pilot hits the starboard side of the ship? Starboard side, right back by the number three turret. Okay. And apparently there's still some kind of uh, dent in the side? There's a dent in the, yeah. Wow, even today. What I read uh, was that the captain did not want to throw the Japanese pilot who had died over the side, that he actually gave him a... Gave uh, him a military funeral. Military funeral. And, and that, was, uh, that was very interesting that that happened like that. It was yeah. very honoring. Yeah, well, they, we honored the people, you know. He, he was Japanese, but uh, still he's a human. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. That was somewhere up on the, close to the Japanese uh, mainland, you know. Mm-hmm. About almost from the time when the war was almost over. So you were down in the engine room when that was going on. Yeah. How far down is that? How, How far below the, the regular general main deck? <laughs> oh, somewhere around about... Maybe 20 feet. Okay. It drawed 32 feet of water. So when you look at it, there's 32 feet underneath that 
underneath down, you know, down. From the keel to the water line. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're you're down you're actually below the water when you're working. Yeah. Okay. I was at the bottom of it. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Almost in the village. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was it hot down the engine room? It was quite warm. Especially in your Yeah, but we had big fans blowing there. Okay, know? okay. What are what are some uh, interesting stories from working in the engine room? There wasn't too many interesting stories down there. We had, uh, I know at one time down there, we had trouble with the uh, one of the pumps for taking the water out of the main engines and putting it in the aerating tank. What we done, we pushed the wrong button and they throwed too much water up there to cool it down. Well, they had to have steam in there to force that out to come down here to get into the feed pumps, to pump the main pumps, to pump up into the boiler. And we had a little time with that. We took care of it. Luckily, you weren't uh, in any kind of uh, battle situation when that was going on, hopefully. No, that, that wasn't really a battle. We weren't in a battle or nothing. We were just steaming out there, you know. You got through that scrape. What are some other battles or transportation uh, accompaniments or other kinds of things that you remember, like maybe a, a, when an admiral came on or there was a change of, like, the, the fleet admiral came on, did he ever use the Missouri as his fleet ship? Well, uh, admiral, uh, the, the one admiral there, he used it as a flagship. Flagship, so. that's what it was. Yeah. Be. And what is a flagship? Explain that, John. Well, what a flagship is, he, it, it takes care of the fleet. Okay. Okay. What what happens after the battleship Missouri is out there to protect the aircraft carrier. And then you've got a bunch of destroyers. And most generally there's a... a uh, Cruiser? No, there's, a, there's another name of a ship there. Uh, you know, a name like after the city. <laughs> I can't think of the name of that. I'm sorry. That's okay. They take care of the. That's what they do. They just, you know, protect the, the carrier, really. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but we were in three different battles. I didn't even know when we were in them. <laughs> no, I was just down in the in the fire room. I know I was on, uh, you know, on general quarters, but uh, what went on up there, I don't know. I never seen them. So several other people from uh, the state of Missouri served on yeah. the Missouri. Well, you know, uh, the only one that I really knew about was, uh, uh, what to call it, uh, nephew was on there, Truman's. President Truman's nephew. Yeah, he was there. Of course, I had a buddy who was from Missouri here, a guy by the name of Bill. That's, it, that's him and I, that's, that's about all I know about him. I didn't know there was that many, you know, there was 44 of us from the Missouri that was on it when the surrender was signed. Okay. Did you ever see when they took the uh, amphibious planes, did they crane them down or did they just kind of go off the, catapult off the back of catapult the Catapult off with a five-inch gel. And I, the only time I seen them go off was we were down in the, on the shakedown cruise down there off the coast of South America. I was standing there and they read that plane up. I mean, it, it really just fast as it could go. 
And then he fired that shell, and he, there he went. <laughs> you know, he goes off, he get, goes down, and then goes Comes up, back you know. Up, yeah. Yeah. So they would just land and then craned back up to the ship? Yeah, well, they had a crane on the back, and they'd drop it down and pick it up. He hooked it right between his legs here. So you were down by South South America then, too? Oh, yeah. Well, we went down on the shakedown cruise. Okay, what's a shakedown cruise? Well, they, they tried everything out, shot the guns. They see what speed we could make and see if they, all the engines or all the motors and stuff was working. See how, they, in other words, how the plane, how the ship mm -hmm. worked. This is on the Pacific side? Atl Atlantic side. Atlantic side. When did you hear that the ship was going to be used for the signing of the Japanese surrender? It was, uh, it, it got around through the ship quite a bit, you know. The South Dakota was kind of messed up too, either that they thought they were going to be the signed up. But there's one thing new about all of it. If Roosevelt would have lived, it had been signed on to New Jersey mm -hmm. because they had put a elevator on there so he could go up and down in there because he thought it was in a wheelchair. Right, right. A lot of people ask me, why did they why did they sign it on to Missouri? I always say to him, who was the president? Makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> So how did the announcement come through that this was going to take place? And I think it was, what, September 2nd or the first part of September sometime? Well, September 2nd was signed. Okay, so, but you, you knew about it. Oh, we knew about it before. Okay. Yeah. Another thing, too, about when it was signed, we had to wear whites. If you couldn't be on deck, nobody was allowed on deck with the blue jeans. Too many pictures were going to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> too, too many films were going to be made. So you find out, and was everybody on the ship supposed to be on deck? Or were some people? Well, you know, you don't know, but all them guns was loaded. Wow. They were ready in case that the Japanese come out and attack the Missouri. They were going to. And they and the guys talked them out of it because they said if you do, they'll drop atomic bombs on the rest of the cities. But they didn't know we only had two. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you when when the signing took place? I was on the after deck. I was back by number three turret. You know we had stations there where we we always had to go on deck. You know for mm -hmm. that. And uh, I told the chief back there I had to go to the bathroom, and I went right through that ship and got up there, and I got up there in time to see the Japanese sign and one other one, and I figured, well, you better get back there. So, so I got down and got back out there. Now the signing took place uh, on starboard side? Kind of what, on the, number, on, number yeah, two? Yeah, on the captain's deck. Okay, on the captain's deck. Okay. Yeah. It's not down on the main deck. It's on up deck higher. Up. Okay, okay. And I hear there's uh, now a uh, a plaque there. Yeah, you know, when after the war was over, we stopped in uh, Hawaii, and that's where they put that plaque in the deck. I saw pictures of the, of the Missouri 
right by the Arizona, and they and it's just an, a powerful picture. You have the Arizona Memorial, and then the Missouri is just looking right at it. And the beginning of the yeah. war and the end of the war, right there within uh, close close proximity of, of it. Well, that was the theory by having the Missouri as a museum in Hawaii. It started on the Arizona and ended on the Missouri. Mm -hmm. Have any, any any favorite stories or funny stories from your time on the Missouri? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of that devil's name. Uh, Halsey? Halsey. We were allowed two hours on the deck every day if we worked, you know, down below. And I was sitting there leaned up against the bulkhead, and uh, here come this Marine comes by, hollering, the Admiral's coming. Well, we get to stand up. Here comes Halsey, and he said, sit back down. <laughs> he, was, he was a nice old man. You know, he had got a silver-mounted saddle. He said he was going to ride that white horse through Tokyo. <laughs> and this guy from Colorado sent him a saddle, and they'd put it on the on the have it on the back down there, and they had this marine back there polishing the, the, the silver on there. <laughs> and all that he came back there, how they did. He was just like talking to him, just like we're talking here. He he was a nice old guy. He was a normal guy. Huh? He was a normal guy. He was really normal. And just yeah. because he was an admiral didn't uh, go to his head. Well, we had that, even that captain on the board ship. He wouldn't talk to you, you know. Now, that was the second captain, wasn't it? You had one captain prior to, um, well, they wasn't had it the same one at the same? They had, when I was on there, I think they had two different captains, you know. One of them was Captain Atkin. He's no kin to me, but uh, that was the name of one of them. The signing took place in Tokyo Bay. Yeah. And as soon as what I saw, I, I watched a clip last night of of that with General MacArthur. Yeah. And he did his little speech and he said, we're done. And now these retreats are over. Yeah. Everybody went their way and did, uh, I guess, the dignitaries got on the other ships and took off. And did you guys leave the bay at that time? Yeah, they just left, you know. I could have got off in Tokyo Bay. Then I asked Chief, I said, well, why can't I just stay and ride this one back instead of that tanker? He said, fine. So I went back through with him, you know, went back through the canal up to New York, and that's where I got off. Were you stationed on another ship? Did you get orders to go to no, a different no, ship? No, no, no. I was discharged. You were discharged then? Yeah, I had enough points to get out. Okay. So you were in uh, the Navy for how long then? Well, I went in on the uh, 13th of, uh, of April in uh, 43 and got out in November the 9th in 49 and 44. Okay. So I was in there about two years or a little better. Okay. What did you do after you got out of the service? Well, I was born and raised in Hannibal. Okay. And uh, I come down here looking for a job and... The state. I've been here ever since. Okay. What What have you been doing? What a was your vocation? A welder? A welder, yeah. Okay, wow. 
most of my welding was done with uh, like uh, maintenance welding, okay. stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> so I hear you work out every day. Yes, sir. That's great. Yeah. And you're how old? 98. You don't look it. I'll be 99 Friday. next Monday. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> you don't, honestly, you don't look that much over 80, 85. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You look, you look really good. Yeah. The first thing I do is get on that treadmill, and then I get on the bike, and then I get on the muscle machine. Mm-hmm. Have you been back to Hannibal? Do you have a relation no, there? No, I've been wanting to go up there. They, uh, they got a wall up there, and they got all of the names of the guys that was in World War Two. Mm -hmm. They say I'm on it. <laughs> have you been to Pearl Harbor since the oh, Missouri's yeah. been? Okay. Uh, back in 90, 98, I got a telephone call, and they asked me, said, how would you like to go to Missouri, or to go to the Hawaii? I said, I can't afford it at all. It'll be free. And what it was, I went over there. Channel 30 sent me over there. Very cool. And then uh, they broadcast, they, you know, film over there. And then they'd film it back here on uh, at 10 o'clock at night for a week. I took that one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So did you see some of your old shipmates there? No, no. That's when I joined the Battleship uh, Missouri Association. Okay. They were over there at that time, and I I met all some of them, but they I never met anybody that I had been close to on the ship. Okay. You know, they only had uh, they had a meeting on the ship for this, and uh, there was a hundred of us there that had been on the Missouri when the peace treaty was signed. Wow. That's a hundred of us out of twenty four hundred. Wow, that'd be a great honor. Yeah. Just to to, uh, to be recognized like that after all those years and the yeah. time. So did you all call it the Mighty Mo when you were on it? No, I I never got that name here until a few years ago that they started calling it the Mighty Mo. You know. So tell me about these pictures that you have here. Of course, you know what that one is. That's the surrender photograph. Yeah. This one here was after the war, and they were taking guys off from Missouri and putting them on the Wisconsin because they were going to, to uh, invade, uh, I mean, go into, uh, on shore there, you know, to go into Japanese. And this is the... That's the Missouri group. That's the Missouri group. She is 16 inch gun. Oh my gosh, yeah, and you're right here. Right here. Okay. Right there. Second from the right on the first row. Yeah. This in here, the catapult is gone. Yes, it is. So this was taken after the. You know, the other thing I didn't realize, I always thought Battleship Gray. Yeah. The Missouri mm -hmm. had this. Okay, when we went down on the shakedown crew, they had it that black and white and, uh, and uh, gray. Yes. That's when they had it that color. But when they got back to Port, back up in, you know, to New York, they repainted it gray. Why did they paint that black on it? Just to, it was kind of I, a camouflage or something? I or? don't know. But that's how, what color it was on the checkdown. I never knew that that 
was like that. So when the Japanese surrender in uh, Tokyo no, Bay, it no, was no, it no. was it was gray. Looked like this. Okay, all right. It was quite it was quite interesting, you know, piece of history. You lived that history. Yeah. You've experienced that. You were there when the signing happened. You were yeah. there when the the plane, the Kamikaze plane, hit the Missouri. Yeah. You were there when it left the Brooklyn shipyard. Yeah. That that's some history that most of us just get a chance to read in a book. Yeah. Or see the the video clips. Mm -hmm. uh, but to talk to somebody who was actually there. Yeah. In person, that's that's huge. <laughs> it's yeah. an honor for me to talk to you, yeah. Don. That was John Atkins, Petty Officer, Third Class Machinist Mate, who served on the USS Missouri during 1944 and 45. That was exciting. That was a great interview. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, John, and thank you, Steve, for making that possible. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri.